everybody, welcome to Bite Me Podcast, episode 343. If you're paying attention, if we'd been doing these every week, we'd actually be like, I think, over 400 now. Is that how it works, Carl? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, sorry we've been gone. I uh, I got a really bad cold um, like almost a month ago, like December, over a month ago, December 11th. And literally, I couldn't talk for more than about 10 minutes without just coughing. Um kind of uncontrollably so um a podcast where you talk for like an hour an hour and a half was just not um exactly in the cards so i apologize i hope you all had a lovely christmas a happy new year um at this point a delightful hanukkah and a lovely kwanzaa and i hope you celebrate all four um that would be a very interesting mixed family which of those did you celebrate call kwanzaa yeah yeah maybe maybe a little christmas and hanukkah Good for you, man. I love it. I mix them together and call it Kwanzaa. I don't think those two things mix. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, If maybe, maybe they'd be fine. Eight crazy nights. Eight crazy nights. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Anyway, no Dylan today. Um, I'm a bad planner, and uh, Dylan couldn't make it because he had a previous engagement. But it's mostly my fault. So don't blame Dylan. we're going to talk about what we've been playing. We're going to talk about Patreon because, my God, those people are amazing. Like, if you continue to pay me after this bullshit, like, you're awesome. Um, we got, we're not going to do a lot of news today. We're mostly going to talk about uh, our Game of the Year picks. We've got a handful of questions, though, which is nice. And then we'll talk about some cheap, free games. So uh, let's get started, Cole. Why don't you uh, tell me what you have been playing? Oh, so this is pretty cool what Colby's been playing. Like, this is this is a departure from the Bite Me podcast. You asked me what my game of the year was like, I don't know, three weeks ago, and now I, I know what it was. Well, uh, you've got some. I'll go first, and you can figure okay. out what your game of the year is. It'll be fine. I've been playing Vampire Survivor. No, uh, fine. Oh, oh, yes, he's been playing that too. It. They just released a new DLC that has Among Us characters, and my kid loves Among Us, so I've been playing uh, two-player Vampire Survivor. How does two-player Vampire Survivor work? Are there more things to kill? Like, do you both play at the same time? Yep. Is it easier? Uh, yes. Interesting. It, it does work kind of interestingly because, um, like, if I pick something, she can't pick it. So, oh, like, interesting. you know, all the, the like, level-up kind of things just don't, like, you, you get one. And so if you need one for an evolution, you have to be like, don't, don't. Don't pick that. I need that. How easy so. is that with a seven-year-old? Uh, actually, pretty easy. She understands, oh, you know, good kid. that kind of stuff pretty pretty well. So, um, I've also been playing Elden Ring. Ooh, uh, I know. The greatest game of all time? The, the most beautiful, well-put-together, greatest game uh, possibly given to us by God? Um, Himself. Like, I'm not going to say that it was not given to us by our Lord and Savior himself. Like um, Moses opened up the tablets. Yeah, he's like, oh, so let's see. One through five, six through ten. Oh, what's this down here? Huh, Elden Ring. I don't know what to do with that. I guess we'll just save it. He came from, I don't know, the mountain that he was on. Uh, were, were, the, were those in the Ark of the Covenant? Is that is that I what was? I believe so. I got to admit, like, my religious upbringing is, in this case, far, far more dependent on Indiana Jones than it is actual, like, church. But we'll just assume that that's correct. It was in the Ark of the Covenant. Um, It was given to us in the year of our Lord, 2022. 
Oh, so, good for them. Yeah. I don't know what they did with the tablets. I it was in mom's those. basement for a long time, yeah. and then we found it, and FromSoft did something with it. So, Elden Ring for me is one of the most polarizing games in my own head. <laughs> like, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, I understand. This is pretty good. And then on the other hand, I'm like, I don't know, half of this is bullshit, and I don't want to do it. Uh,. <laughs> Like, there are things that I think it does very well. I, you know, like, I'm not, like, a big, uh, I'm not a big, whatever, Souls-like like. person. Yeah. yeah. I've played a few, and some of them I enjoy, and a lot of them I don't enjoy. And, like, this one I'm enjoying, but there's also a whole lot of it that I'm like, this could have been cut. Or, <laughs> like, does this need to be so obtuse? Um... If I want to find this item, should I have to always go look up where it is? Um, like, was I doing a quest? I think I was doing a quest, but there's no way for me to check to see if I was doing that quest. I had to find um, a person last night in the game, and I'm like, well, I, I started their quest, but I'm not sure on what step of the quest I was. And it's like, well, on step two, he'll be here. And I went there, and I'm like, well, he's not there. Which could mean that I've already done this step, but I don't remember doing this step. Or the quest bugged? So I guess we'll go to the third step. And I went to the third step, and they weren't there. And I'm like, well, they're not at the second step, and they're not at the third step. And apparently I did something so it skipped those steps. <laughs> so he was in, like, the fourth step. Um, but there was no way for me to know. I just had to go and check to see if he was in those places. And, you know, like... I don't know how having, like, say, a journal would harm the, you know, integrity of a FromSoft game, but, like, it might make your life a little bit easier, and maybe that's just not part of it. Maybe you don't want your life to be easier, but, like, sometimes I forget what I'm doing, or sometimes 67 hours into a game, I go, did I start that quest at the second hour I was playing, or did I not do that? And, you know, it might be nice to be able to kind of check on that but I think adding a journal to that game would probably ruin the integrity of FromSoft, FromSoft games yeah. in general um, I am sure if I went on the red and asked that question I would have a million people not only downvoting me but telling me that like there's a very good reason why there's no journal or way to keep track of anything in that game would it be wrong to read that entire <laughs> post that that guy made? Do, do you want me to do it? I mean, maybe not the entire thing, but maybe the entire thing. So this is the kind of... Like, I don't think you all realize how crazy these, these people are. Please go ahead, Colby. <clears throat> okay, I just had to put down my controller and write down my feelings here. I just feel this game isn't something normal human beings living in this day and age are capable of producing. It seems like a product that was developed by extraterrestrials as a first contact attempt. I don't game much, but as a new player, this game... Uh, but as a new player playing this game, blind and approximately 40 hours in, I'm just in complete awe of the game design from top to bottom. I don't even know where to start or how to phrase this post, but for some, for the most people in this subreddit, you probably know what I mean. I've lost count of the times where my jaw just dropped, mouthing, what the fuh? Or my eyes just stared, or, or my eyes just stared? Starred? Yeah. Stared. stared. In utter amazement at my screen, this game is just 
pure dopamine on my 80-inch TV on PS5. The landscape design, enemy design, lore, NPC voices, names of items, the music, the sound, what have you. Nothing is better than the other. Everything is just top tier, and there's clearly no skimping on delivering an almost ethereal experience. On top of this, the game performs incredibly well, and there's basically no loading screens unless you die and respawn. The only negative thing about this game is that it won't be able to pl that I won't be able to play another ever without expecting this level of quality. Now I have a couple just things right off the bat. Few notes. Few notes. Um, we'll go with the first one. Uh, NPC voices. Um, <laughs> they're actually pretty awful, in my opinion. Um, about half of them are just like. I don't know, woeful Dickensian English woman? Like, do your impression, Cole. I really enjoyed your impression. You must go to this part of the map. It will be hard, but you can do it. It's all that. It is just like this deadpan. Mine had too much emotion in it. <laughs> uh, they all sound like that. And, you know, all of the guys are just like, I don't know, just. It, it's bad. It's not good. Like, I did not hear a single voice where I'm like, well, and I'll go into this too. At least twice they have mispronounced words. <laughs> um, one lady like easy says, words too. <laughs> one lady says she was secreted out of a castle when very much they meant secreted. Uh, the other one, I don't remember what she used, but it was a total, like, a word that was obviously mispronounced, and I guess they just didn't have a second take, so they used it. Um, so, let's see. Uh, names of items, which, like, I've never looked at the names of items and went, like, oh, yeah, that's anything but, like, okay. Like, I guess that's a name of an item. I, wow, look at that. Uh, beast blood. <laughs> like, Whoa. who would have thought about that? Um, the music and sound are good. Uh, the landscape design, I guess, is fine it was to me fine. to me it felt it feels very empty mm -hmm. i don't know the game feels like i don't know if it needs more npcs because that is kind of part of the i guess lore and stuff i guess because to apparently understand the lore you just need to go to youtube and look up lore videos which is always a sign of a great game in my opinion but written uh, by george rr R. martin colby written by george rr R. martin uh which seems like there should be more rape in this game if it was written by him. <laughs> my understanding uh, is that him writing the story was more him like people were like, oh my gosh, it. yeah, is they were like, oh my gosh, George R. R. Martin's writing it. He's not going to be able to finish the other books, and he's like, no, nah, I got this. And I think it was just like a very heavy outline. So, so there's two more things. So on top of this, the game performs incredibly well. When I first started playing it, I had a ton of stuttering issues. And in a game like that, you cannot have stuttering issues. Um, they seem to have worked themselves out. But like I had to turn it off of performance. I had to go into, I don't know, whatever. Vice versa. Yeah. You turned it to performance. No. Oh, wait. Performance or what's the? Pretty. Yeah, pretty. Pretty. Um, <laughs> And then the last one, uh, basically no loading screens unless you die and respawn. Now, Thank Cliff, God that's a game where what, you don't die very often. <laughs> what is the like big takeaway from like Souls-like games? Is it that you never die and they're easy? Yeah, you put it on easy mode and you just walk through the game. Super easy. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Super, super I, easy. I honestly, like the thing that makes me think that this is just like fake 
is a guy saying, I'm not a gamer. <laughs> And I'm 40 hours into this game and I love it. Like, I don't think someone who's not the, a gamer would have the skills the to play The amount of people on that subreddit who are like, I haven't played games since, you know, like, uh, for in 20 years and I picked up this game because of the hype and it is living up to it. Really? That's so weird Elden, to me. I would just think you'd be bad at it. Yeah, Elden Ring is apparently a lot easier than other FromSoft games. Um, yeah, I, I think that my problem with it wasn't that it was like super super hard because I, I you know I played it for about five hours and I didn't die a ton but then sometimes it would just do stupid things that meant you died Colby and I both had the same problem where we like did something wrong and to this day I have no idea what that was opened a chest was it like a cursed oh, chest yes it's a cursed That's chest what it where was. you get sent to a mine like in a harder part of the game yeah you just get teleported to this place and there's bad guys everywhere it took me like 25, 30 tries to just get out. And it wasn't like I fought my way out. It was literally run. just run your way out. Um, yeah. And so, like, some of the, the stuff's just dumb. Yeah. Um, and maybe 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 it's easier when you don't have any expectations about what a video game's actually going to be like. Maybe that's the point. They're like, I don't know. I didn't expect there to be a... Like, the last time I played video games in 1985, you had to write down stuff and draw your own maps, and that's just what I expected, so... <laughs> Legend of Zelda, the original one's pretty hard too. It's basically mm -hmm. a Souls-like. Uh, yeah, maybe that's the difference. I don't know. It it's it's interesting because like there are a lot of things about the game that I really I'm like I said I'm 67 hours in, so yeah, it's you don't not play like, that long and hate it. Yeah, you know, so I'm obviously enjoying it, but like there are some things about it that I'm like, just this is bad game design. Like uh, mm -hmm. th there was a boss fight where every time you died required you to do about a 20 second thing like it was you know you had to spawn get on a horse ride to a teleporter touch the teleporter go into the battle arena then do all these things it's like if you had just given me a spawn in the arena this would have mm -hmm. saved so much time and there's literally no reason why you wouldn't put that in the arena like you have these like spawns that you can spawn at and it's not just the you know the the little grace things like there are little statues that you know are meant to be kind of like checkpoint spawns why that one had to be and i mean like is 20 seconds really a big deal no but when you have to do it 30 times in a row over and it over. gets real annoying like you wouldn't say like ah oh, a you know 10 second unskippable cutscene isn't you know is good just because you know that that's the same thing it's having to sit and do the exact same thing over when you could just have it a little bit you know mm -hmm. more streamlined and i've run into a ton of things like that where you die and you know there was a uh like an elevator to get up to where you are and so you you know you die you start at the spawn point you go up the elevator you die again, so you start at the spawn point, and you go to the elevator, and the elevator is still up. So you have to call the elevator down, so it comes down, then you get on the elevator, go back up, and die, and have to do it all over again. It's Ugh. like, just just put the elevator at the bottom, save me the, the, I think I counted, I think it was, it's either 10 or 15 seconds it took the elevator to get to the uh, or no it was it was longer than that because I think it was 20 seconds because I think it was 10 to get down and 10 to get up and it's like save me the 20 seconds that's just going to be me waiting for an elevator for no damn reason Ugh, that's awful um, and you know but like like I said 
I'm I'm enjoying it. I probably will beat it. I've gotten to a boss where I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I don't know. They're, everyone's like, you have to, you know, like if you do this, is it's easy. And I'm like, well, that's gonna take me like five hours of gameplay to be able to do these things. And so I'm like, fine, I guess. And I'm hoping that once I, you know, meet those requirements, I uh, can beat this one boss. Um, and then from what I've heard, it only gets harder. So, you know, Oof. good times. That sounds that sounds less than than great. I, well, the thing is, I hope I've you make it. So many times, like, oh, this boss is so hard, and I'm like, well, I just like went through him like he wasn't even there. So, yeah, I, I don't know, you know how all this also call the guy. i think we should just dis- i think we should discuss your strategy though oh yeah yeah the good strategy is is just be incredibly over leveled um if you can't beat a boss just go up like you know if it says like be level 65 try him at level 85 it'll be a lot easier i think that's smart uh, i think that's really um, smart i found a place where you can farm i get like thirty thousand xp in five minutes and i've done that quite a few times yeah, yeah. That's, Though now uh, I'm getting to a point where they're like, "Yeah, you should be like level 120." I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm level 120." <laughs> like, <laughs> Back to the this isn't good. The leveling grounds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a funny. But yeah, I mean, like, I play it. I guess, like, I got it for cheap. Um, Colby's Colby's playthrough of this game has not. Like often, Colby will play a game and talk about it. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, I should, I should play that game, or man, maybe I should give that game another shot. And listening to him talk about it has not encouraged me to actually try it again at all. So, you know, I, I think the thing is, is like I have not been very frustrated with the game. There's been like times where I've been frustrated, but like at least it's given me that where I'm not just like uh, beating my head against the wall trying to beat one boss. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and I mean, like, I guess the other thing that's good is that it's a giant map. So, like, I have probably skipped so many things that if I really want to go and like, well, I can't fight this boss now. I probably can find fifteen more hours yeah. of gameplay that I can just you know play around yeah, in. Do. Yep. So, yep, that's fair. Yeah. That is fair. Um, I was playing while the iron's hot. Which is really good. Colby played it and liked it. You beat, beat it, it, didn't you, Cole? Yeah. yeah. And I probably would have beaten it, um, but then I got Baldur's Gate for Christmas, mm. and I have not even thought that other games exist um, since I started playing Baldur's Gate. It's, um, I guess, Baldur's Gate 3. I should be, I should say I'm not, like, throwing it back to, like, 1988. <laughs> um, it's absolutely as good as everyone says it is if you are okay with... Um, essentially turn-based combat. Like as long as you're not like, as long as that's not a huge turnoff for you, it's it's really, really, really good. The story is phenomenal. Um, the kind of just like emergent gameplay, like probably one of my one of my very favorite encounters I've had so far. Um, is I came upon this this place where uh, essentially something was going to happen, and um, played it, played it, played it, cutscene, whatever. Um, and I just got. I don't say like I got just like blitzed, but I died um, pretty, pretty bad. Um, and I was like, Ugh, like, 
ugh, I I don't really I don't really want to do that again. Like I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do different or better. Um, and so, but but my last save was after the cutscene where they see you. So either I had to fight that battle again, or I had to like go back further and you know I mean it wouldn't have been I probably would have lost 10 minutes and you know it was just me wandering around the wilderness not a big deal but like I'll give it another try and so um the first time I played I I fought them um they killed one of my four characters on like their first turn she's just dead so I didn't have her and that, that was kind of a bummer and the second time I did it um that same character she's she's way more powerful than everyone else the the one who killed my character and so um game starts i cast um i think it's like a confusion spell essentially it makes them attack the person next to them regardless whether it's a uh an enemy or someone on their team so she sidles right up next to someone on her team and uh like the second most powerful person. I cast confusion on her. She ganks that person in just two kill, two hits. That person is dead. I'm like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. At least now I don't have to deal with that person. Um, but she's not done. She takes off running. She casts dash. So she actually has extra run. Runs over to someone standing next to a cliff and pushes them off the cliff. And I'm like, oh, well, cool. I guess I don't have to deal with that person anymore. And then I'm like, but she's just staying there. So I, on my turn, just run over next to her and push her off the cliff. And she's dead. And I only have to mop up, like, these two archers. And I win, like, barely taking any damage. And that's the kind of game it is, like, where... I'm playing it on super easy, so I don't die very often. But when you do die, there's almost always another way to do it that you just haven't noticed. Um, There's a, a... part of the game where you have to kill this goblin boss. And again, just stomped on me the first time. But if you climb up into the rafters above where he is, you can just shoot him with bows and arrows from up there and there's nothing he can do. He can't hit you with anything. And you just fill him and his entire, you know, band of merry goblin warriors just full of arrows. And if they try and come off, you just push them off and they die. Um, so it's a really interesting game. And it's, it's interesting in that... It's a game that doesn't tell you no very often. Um, like, you can target your own team and shoot them with arrows if you want. They don't like it, and it's a bad idea, but the game will not stop you from doing it. Um, you can trade and sell uh, quest items. Um, and the game will not stop you from doing it. I have a book that I cannot open because I didn't realize that orange items in your inventory were quest items. Um, and I sold the rock that you need to open it with. So, um, and I don't, I don't know who to, it was hours before I found the book that it opened. So what do you do? Um, there, like you can play, you can play. It's, it's interesting because you can play the game, um, multiple different ways. It's probably one of the only games I've ever thought that maybe I might want to do a second pass on, even though it's like 120 hours. Um, Because the game just plays so differently depending on the choices you make. And it's one of the very few games that I think actually has... um, Like, when you play Mass Effect, like, the real difference between... uh, like a good run and a bad run is like, you know, you're kind of an asshole. Um, 
if you do a bad run, but there's no like like the quests aren't different or anything really. Um, like maybe you make some different decisions, but it doesn't affect the entire game. Um, in in Baldur's Gate, you can do whatever you want. Like you can slaughter an entire town and like maybe you know they won't like it but you can do it um one of the very 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 first quests is you have to choose there's a bunch of you said maybe they won't like it like there's a chance there's a chance that they're like you know what i want to be slaughtered today you know what it doesn't matter because they're all dead (laughs) um there's a, a very early quest in the game where there's a bunch of goblins that are trying to kill a bunch of um tieflings which are like I don't know, kind of like devil demon guys. Um, they're red. They got horns. Um, and the, the tieflings are being um, like guarded by a bunch of druids. And you can choose either one. And the, the goblins in this case are definitely the bad guys. But that doesn't mean you can't just slaughter all the... the uh, the druids and tieflings and side with the goblins. Like the game will let you do that. And it's a completely different game. If you choose to do that. Um, it's, it's really interesting how, how it plays. Um, and, and even just like little weird things like, um, so there's a, there's a cave and inside that cave, there's an owl bear, um, which is really, really cute. There's two of them. There's a, there's a mom owl bear and a baby owl bear. And they look like bears, except they have feathers and an owl face. So, like, just imagine what that looked like. And the 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 mother owl bear kind of like you can just ignore her, and she nothing bad will happen. But um, she dies regardless. Like she gets killed by goblins. Um, either you can kill her, or she gets killed by goblins. Um, and if she gets killed by goblins, the goblins take her baby and like make it do tricks um, in their little goblin thing. Um, but by the time I found her, I'd already killed all the goblins. So I go in, I'm like, oh, it's the owlbear. I leave. She gets killed by goblins next time I sleep somehow. I don't know where these goblins came from, but whatever. Um, and her baby's just sitting there. And so you can choose to kill it. Um, and there's nothing stopping you from doing it. My my kid's playing it with a friend of his, and his friend killed the baby owlbear because, she, uh, because he thought it was a bad guy. Um, and if you don't, though, you can take it back to your camp and it will be your pet. And it's super happy. <laughs> like It likes you to pet it. And if you have talked to animals, you can chat with it and the dog that is also in your camp. But like, there's nothing stopping you from killing both those things if you want to. Like, If you are playing a bad run, you could just... You could murder the dog. Like, I wouldn't because that would be terrible. There's not a bad run in the world that is bad enough that I would kill a dog. But you could... Um, and it's, it's really interesting from like a moral standpoint. I, I, on, I, I really hope by the time you get around to playing it called that, uh, either they've put in crossplay or I might just buy it again on the Xbox so I can play with you because it's, it's really cool and it's fun to play co-op. So yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's really cool. So like. It's it's as good as it, it should have won as many game award things as it did because it's really it's really good so so give it a try give it a try so will do anyway uh, let's talk about Patreon the long suffering people who <laughs> support this podcast even though we don't make new episodes um, we hopefully will be a little bit better at it now um, hopefully so keep keep your fingers crossed anyway um, don't. Don't go to 
patreon.com slash bite me podcast you'll just be disappointed um but if you've already gone there um and already given us ten dollars a month we'll say your name right now so big shout out to alan schulte joe cole jr anonymous and rich deacon um you guys are amazing to continue to pay for us to do things that i still have to pay for even if i don't use them so good good for you appreciate it um all right uh news which i said like like i said it's mostly game of the year do you want to talk about the best-selling steam games of 2023 before we talk game of the year call sure yeah so this is just kind of an interesting look into um best-selling games as measured by gross revenue which is a very strange way to to look at games uh Entirely on Steam, so like, just Steam. Colby, you see Minecraft curious? hit three hundred million sales. Three hundred million. That's what I saw. That, that is so many sales. Apparently, it means that one copy was being sold every thirty-six seconds from now that's, until two thousand eleven or something. Or that's so crazy. many copies. Yeah. Um. I think the very interesting thing about uh, the top sellers of 2023 is how many of them are free-to-play games, which just means that people are buying cosmetics and stuff, like, out the wazoo. So the best the best-selling game by Revenue um, this year is Dota 2, which I think was also the best-selling game of last year. Um, so, like, free-to-play game that people just buy cosmetics for. Um, Hogwarts Legacy is actually number two. But the third one is Counter-Strike 2, which I have just blown away by. Like, it's crazy. To me. <laughs> I didn't um, know there was a Counter-Strike 2. <laughs> yeah, it came out earlier this year. Um, I thought there was just CSGO. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, but the fourth best-selling game this year is Starfield. Yeah, so, it sold really you know, well. Sold really well. Um, PUBG is the, the fifth best-selling game, which I think is is, is PUBG free to play now? I don't. Yeah, it is. It is free to play now. So, who I, I haven't always, heard. I haven't heard anyone talk about PUBG in. I years, know. But, yeah. I always am like I don't know. I want to play the new uh, Avatar game. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm like, well, I could buy it for like seventy, or I could just like subscribe to EA or not EA. Uh, yeah, whatever. Ubisoft, you know. Yeah, for fifteen bucks, whatever. eighteen bucks. And play it for, you know, two months and still be, you know, only spend 30. Yeah. Why didn't people do that with Game Pass? I've heard a ton of people who are like, you know, just bought uh, Starfield. Like, you know, if they had Dylan's just, done that a handful of times. I wish he was here because he's done that too. I don't get it personally. Do they just forget to cancel it? So they're just like, this will be Probably, easier. Probably. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't, I honestly don't understand if you own a Xbox and probably a PC, why you're not a subscriber to Game Pass. Like, I mean, it's such a good deal. It's such a good deal, but that's neither here nor there. Um, kind of rounding out that top, I don't know, 10 or 12, uh, Destiny 2, Lost Ark, Call of Duty 3, I guess. I don't know, it's the most confusing. Modern Warfare 3. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Sons is, of I the Forest. Modern Warfare 3, which yeah. is another game. Yeah, it's weird. Whatever. Sons of the Forest, which I think is a survival game. Um, Cyberpunk, Baldur's Gate, and then Apex Legends. So, kind of interesting. Um, uh, new releases by Top Revenue. The number one is um, FIFA 24, but it's now called FC 24, which is interesting to me. 
Um, City Skyline 2, which is also supposed to be terrible. So that's interesting to me, too. Um, and then Baldur's Gate Jedi Survivor Payday 3, which is also supposed to be terrible. Um, Starfield uh, Armored Core 6, Sons of the Forest Street Fighter 6, which is interesting to me that that many people buy that on Steam. That does not feel like a Steam game to me, but who am I to say, I guess. If you look up Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 on Wikipedia, it goes to the 2011 version, and it has that thing at the top. This article is about the eighth installment of Call of Duty series. For the Nintendo DS version of the game, see Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 Defiance. For the 2023 reboot sequel, see Call of Duty <laughs> Modern Warfare 3. Come on, people. Like, um, I, think, I think this one is literally just called 3, whereas the this new one is the Roman numeral 3. <laughs> You can't see me shaking my head, but I promise I am. Um, games with over 300,000 peak players on Steam, Apex Legends, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, PUBG again. Like, I'm really surprised about PUBG. I thought PUBG went away four years ago, but I guess that shows what I mean. Goose Goose Duck. Have you even heard of Goose Goose Duck, Colby? I mean, I have, but in a classroom in a setting. Yeah, yeah. Um, over 300,000 people played that at one point together. Uh, Dota 2, Lost Ark, Counter-Strike 2, Sons of the Forest, Starfield, Baldur's Gate. You're seeing a, a kind of a, a pattern here. Um, early access graduates measured by gross revenue is kind of an interesting uh, category. So Everspace 2, which I've heard. Uh, actually, I played that. It was okay. Um, I'm not real big into, like, space sims like it 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 was all the parts of of uh starfield that i didn't want to play so you know that's fine um dave the diver which i've heard is very good sunhaven which i've also heard is very good um demonologist which i've never heard of against the storm um i don't think i've heard of that either uh my time at sandrock which i've heard is great uh farlight 84 marvel snap marvel snap was in early access that seems Is like that the a card game. Yeah, that seems like a game that could have just been funded by someone. But who am I to say? Um, War Tales, Ready or Not, Baldur's Gate. Wait, uh, Baldur's Gate was in early access. I forgot about that. That game for was like in early access years. for like three years. And then Disney's Dreamlight Valley. So I don't know. Maybe access is just like a thing. Um, uh, the most played games on Steam Deck are kind of interesting. Grand Theft Auto V, which is a game I had not thought to play on Steam Deck, but probably works great. Um, Vampire Survivors, which also probably works great. Uh, the Witcher, Baldur's Gate 3, which I keep meaning to try, but um, like I haven't installed it everything. I just haven't actually... Seems like it'd be very small. It would probably be fine. Um, I've heard it plays pretty well. What concerns me is that I don't think a controller is really the best way to play that game. Um... Oddly enough, the I think the camera works better controlled with a controller, but I think that the interface is kind of tricky for a controller. Um, Dave the Diver, Starfield. I don't think I ever booted up Starfield. I guess I played Starfield on the Xbox. So I think I played it via game uh, xCloud a couple times. It seemed fine. Hogwarts Legacy, Elden Ring. There you go, call Elden Ring. Um, I think it's really interesting that runs on a Steam Deck. Uh, Cyberpunk, Resident Evil 4. Half-Life, <laughs> the original Half-Life, and Armored Core 6. It was its um, 30th anniversary this year, I think. No, thir- 25th? I think it's just one of those games that everybody owns. So when you get a Steam Deck, and it's like highly optimized for the Steam Deck, so I think it's one of those things that everybody owns, and so they just install it and play it for 10 minutes. I think Half-Life um, 2 was the one that had a 30-year anniversary. Games played... 
Oh, sure. Games played most with a controller on Steam are FIFA 23, Street Fighter 6, which that comes back around. That makes sense. Rocket League, Apex, Starfield, NBA, NBA 2K23. I played Starfield almost entirely with a controller when I played on PC um, until I got a sniper rifle. And then that was easier with a, with a thing, but whatever. Um, Armored Core 4 again, or 6 again, uh, FC 24. Call of Duty Modern Warfare really kind of surprises me. I, I wouldn't think that that would be a big controller game on Steam, but who am I? Yeah. Um, and the top VR games, uh, a game of, I've never heard of any of these. Bone Lab, Pavlov, uh, Five Night at Freddy's, Help Wanted 2, Blade and Sorcery, Ghost of Tabor, Beat Saber, which is great, Boneworks, Half-Life Alex. Man, I'd love to play that game. And uh, Gorilla Tag. So a bunch of, bunch of interesting it's always interesting to see like a slice of that, especially because it's a slice that I don't play very often. I very rarely play games on Steam, so kind of kind of interesting to see that. All right, Cole, we're to game of the year. Are you ready? I am. All right. Uh, do you want to go first? Or would you like me to? You go first. All right. Um. So, game of the year. You chose. I think I know what Colby chose, so maybe I'll choose something else. Oh, I was um, going to say, if you want to choose that, I can choose something else. No, 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 it's fine. Um, so if we're sticking straight to games that came out um, in 2023, I gave four games. Did Cyberpunk really come out in 2023? No, that can't be no. right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why the, I have uh, the new. Oh, that's the date I completed it. Shoot, I actually don't have release dates for most of these games. I only have the date I completed them. So I guess we're going to guess. Um, Planet of Lana came out this year. Um, I gave that a nine. Um, I think Beacon Pines came out this year, I want to say. Mm, I think Beacon Pines came out last year. Let's see. We can check real fast. That's fine. I'm already doing it. Colby's already doing it. Let's see. It came out last year on Steam, but I played it on Xbox, so that it's came counts, out same, right? Same time. Curses. Okay, so can't be Beacon Pines. Planet of Lana came out this year. Beacon Pines did not. Beacon Pines probably would be my my game of the year. Um, that game was really, really interesting and had like a great story and a really, really unique way of telling it. So if you if you slept on Beacon Pines, don't. That game was really good. Um, I gave Starfield a nine. Starfield was great. Um, I gave SteamWorld Build a nine. So I would say my 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 game of the year this year would probably be SteamWorld Build. Um, I, I'll be completely honest. I have played every SteamWorld game that has ever come out. Actually, it's not true. I've not played the Card Builder one, which yeah, is a Gilgamesh, an oversight. Um, I've played every SteamWorld game that has come out. I've there none of them have been. Except maybe SteamWorld Build and or SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Dig Two, none of them are necessarily game types that I play. Um, like those both were just kind of Metroidvanias. They were terrific. Um, probably some of the best games I've played. Um, I don't. Do you remember what the the turn based Steam World game was called? Steam World. Not. Yeah, but it was like a, a weird turn-based shooter with like... It was really good. <laughs> super good. Really enjoyed it. Um, SteamWorld Build is like a... Kind of like a city builder, but it's also got this kind of underground dungeon thing going on. Heist. Ah, SteamWorld Heist. Yeah, great game. Um, SteamWorld Build is just really unique and like two different genres, both of them really interesting. 
um, knew how to like get in and get out. Like I think I beat it in like 10 hours and that was exactly how long SteamWorld should be. And it, and that's what all their games are. Their games are all weird and unique and they know how to like get in, get you hooked on it and then end. Um, I don't think any of their games are longer than like 10 hours, maybe 12 hours and, and they're perfect. So SteamWorld build was very, very, very good. Um, <clears throat> but like shout outs to Soma. Colby got me to play Soma and that game was phenomenal. That came out a couple years ago. Starfield was really, really good. Don't listen to anyone tell you it wasn't because it was. Um, Beacon Pines was phenomenal. Planet of Lana uh, was really good. And I gave Cyberpunk 2077 a nine as well. And that was a, a really good, that game turned around really well. Um, had a lot of fun playing it. So, how about you, Cole? Uh, I mean, probably the game that I beat three or four times. Four times. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be Starfield. Uh, it's it's just so good. Um, I don't I don't think I can remember one other game that I beat and then was like, let's beat it again. And I yeah. think that was my game of the year two years ago, uh, Monster Hunter. Or no, mm-hmm. not Monster Hunter, Monster Sanctuary. Uh, very different. And that's very different. And that's what I did with this one. Like, I beat it, and it was immediately like, well, I'm just going to play it again. And then after I beat it the second time, I'm like, well, I'm going to beat it a different way this time and beat it that way. And then I'm like, well, might as well beat it a fourth time. And, like, literally since then, I've, you know, like, occasionally just been, like, having, like, not gaming ruts, but I'm like, I don't know what to play. And think, like, hmm. I could load up Starfield and beat it again. <laughs> I literally uninstalled it because uh-huh. I knew that if I didn't uninstall it, I'd just play it again. Like, I yeah. think the thing is, is there was still, I could have gone back to my original save and just like not ended it and still done other stuff in my first save yeah. um, without even going to a new game plus. Yeah, I, uh, I, I am such a sucker for that like Fallout kind mm-hmm. of, you know, uh, gameplay. Like, they could release anything with that, and I'm like, well, I'm going to sink, you know, 120 hours into it. And I mean, also, I forgot, this was after I got 83 hours into the game and had a, my save <laughs> erased. So, I've beaten it, like, five times. It's, I gotta uh, say, that might have been a deal killer for me. <laughs> if, I'd, if I'd gotten 85 hours into a game, I was actually very surprised. I'm like, what are you going to do? He's like, I don't know, start playing again. I'm like, beat it again. Huh. <laughs> now I know more what to do. I, that's, I liter- that's literally my thought process. I'm like, well, I can make some new, like I can make some changes. And now that I know like how the perks and stuff work. I've literally been doing that with Baldur's Gate where I'm like, man, I should start. I should just play it again once I beat it once because there are so many things that I know now and not like plot things, but just like mechanically how the game works. It's been, like I said, my kid and his friend are playing it too. And it's been very interesting having someone to just like kick that back and forth with like, oh, did you know you can do this? He's like, no. And he's like, did you know you can do this? I'm like, no. So yeah, I, I get it. Starfield was... Starfield was really special. It was cool, like kind of playing at really, the same time too. I really enjoyed it. Um, I every time I saw like someone complain about, it, I'm like, I don't get it. My favorite were the people like, I put 300 hours into it, now I'm bored. I'm like, well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of you put 300 hours into a 60 hour game, like you you might be bored. I um I think the biggest mistake that people made with that game is assuming that it was going to be Skyrim. Um, a game that came out 
12 years ago and has had nothing but content releases from them. I mean, like, not only had, I don't know, four or five DLCs, but has had a extremely has, active modding community. I don't for, think Skyrim has any DLCs. I thought Skyrim had, like, three or four. I don't think so. I, I vaguely remember not playing them, but I, I could be wrong. But, but like, regardless, like, there are so... There's so much like new things that came out with that game um yeah it has it has expansions i don't remember those at all yeah i didn't play them um but like people expected that they'd be able to go into starfield and it was going to be the same breadth and depth of that game um day one and it's kind of like people that I think that's actually the biggest problem with live service games or games like WoW. People where beat they them re- in like a week and they're like, yeah. well, now what do I do? And it's like, well, they're not going to release, you know, new yeah. content a week in. Like, savor it a little bit. Like, oh. you don't need to. Like, you know, I think that if it is your, if that is how your gaming time works and you're one of those people that like, like Vinny took a week off and just went straight through Starfield. Like, he just... Yeah put 65 hours or 80 hours into Starfield in a week. Like, that's I did fine. that and if, I've got a job. If you... <laughs> I just ignored my family. <laughs> if that's what... Like, if, if you have to play games that way because of, you know, work or life or whatever, fine. But people that just do it because that's how they play games and then get mad about it, it's so weird to me. Like, that's not how video games are really meant to be played I don't think I don't think anyone thinks you're going to play a 65 hour game in four days um, and then be bored about it like that's that's very weird to me but yeah who am I since so. you since you got to give some you know yeah yeah like, give some shout outs to other stuff please uh, immortality which is that uh, oh, what are those called that card um, game the CCG no, no. Uh, oh, it's the full motion video game. Yeah, full motion video game. That one was amazing. Um, That's on I my list to play, that. but I think it. I think it left Game Pass. It did so. leave Game Pass. Um, I will say Inscription, though I didn't beat it. I got to a point where like I just could not get any farther. Um, like I tried it a bunch of different times, a bunch of different ways, and just could not. <laughs> um. But uh, that one was really good. Um, While the Iron's Hot, I loved. Yeah, um, that game was so fun. Like, a terrific loop. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to give a shout-out to Redfall. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know that that game, somewhat rightfully so, got, like, you know, horribly maligned, but, like, I had a really good time playing Redfall. And, like, were there some, like, were some things kind of not broken, but, you know, like, the it, it wasn't great overall. Yeah. But, like, I had a lot of fun playing it. <laughs> I really want, like, a g- very, very good vampire hunter open world kind of thing because, like, I, I really liked Redfall. I mean, I beat it. I'm, like, one of six people who beat it. <laughs> um, uh, Rich also beat it, so there's at least yeah. two of you. At least two of us. Two people um, that listen to this podcast have beaten Redfall. Like that's exactly. pretty impressive. Uh, my other big one, uh, the, if you had not, if you had chosen Starfield, I was going to go with Remnant Two. Um, mm, Remnant yeah. Two was excellent. Um, both Remnant games are now on Game Pass, and you should a hundred percent play them. They're my favorite Souls-like games, um, 
and Real they're fun. really fun. They're really good. I think um, Colby and I should give another shout out to um, Diablo Three, a game that we've beaten together at least two or three times. Did um, we do that this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we beat Diablo Three like sometime in June. Um, just really? powered through it, I guess. So yeah, I don't have that on my list. Yeah, well, you should add it. Yeah, we beat Diablo Three. Um, like it was, it, it was kind of shorter than I remember it being. Honestly, like we we powered through it in like two weekends, I think. So, um, right after we played, because we bought Diablo Two, which I don't have on my list because <laughs> that game was not great. But remember, we beat War, Warhammer Chaos Bane, and we're like, oh man, I could really go for more Diablo. And so oh, we yeah. bought Diablo Two, and we're like, oh, but not like that. And so we played Diablo Three. So oh. yeah, yeah, I don't have it on my list. So. Yeah, that game's I don't know ten years old, and I think, I think we've beat it together three times, and I've beat uh, it one other time with with I think Carter. I beat it by myself, and I think you've beat it by yourself again. So yeah, that that's kind of like there are very few games that like I've never been one of those gamers who's like oh every year I play X and beat it. But Diablo has been a pretty good recurring game in my in my yeah. kind of quiver of games. Hopefully Diablo Four comes out soon like i very much like to play that on game pass so all right well those are our game of the year when dylan comes back maybe next weekend we'll get uh nope he missed it he missed it no more all right no more. let's get to questions um prime fan 13 wants to know what your thoughts on the big snow across the country is called do you have uh do you have snow or did you get did you get a lot of snow <sighs> no we were supposed to have like i mean let's see uh what day is it today? Tuesday, I think. Sunday? We were supposed to have, like, this huge yeah. storm. Just, uh, you know, like, it was big, big storm that yeah. we, we got rain instead. I'm like, oh, weird. Well, that's that's not a, a storm uh, that you normally get in January. Right. Um, but, like, in that week, we had, like, I don't know, maybe six inches, maybe? I mean, yeah. even that, I'm kind of doubting. I just four to six inches. So you got um, you got a little bit of rain, or a little bit so, of snow, yeah. Um, so I haven't gotten huge amounts of snow, so I don't know. Interesting. My, like, I I didn't know that there was big snow across the country. Yeah, it's uh, and I think it's really snowy places, but also really cold. Like a lot of the Midwest right now yeah. is like between like I think uh, Megan in our Discord said that it was like negative forty at her house. Um, which I've been outside negative 40 and it is extraordinarily unpleasant. So, um, yeah, it's just, just kind of a mess everywhere right now. I think, um, down here, I mean, like, obviously like I live in Florida, so it's not like we don't have a, a real problem with, uh, with snow. Um, but, uh, it's, it's supposed to be 25 here tonight with the wind chill, which is oh, pretty well. like, I'm, I'm a little worried about my plumeras, um, uh, which are, like these, like, you know, you know, when you go to, I mean, not that either of us has been to Hawaii, but conceptually, you know, when you go to Hawaii and they give you the necklace, the, the lays yeah, yeah. with a, those are made of plumera um, flowers. So that's what they look I'm like. I'm more They're worried very, about your iguanas. My, I don't have any iguanas. I mean, there's a little teeny baby Mediterranean gecko on my front porch, though. And I'm like hoping he finds somewhere to. You to, should bring him in. If, if I could catch cold, him, I cold. would. 
Um, if I could catch him, I would, but um, Mediterranean geckos are ceiling dwelling, so he's like 12 feet over my head, and they're very, very fast. So, like, the odds of, of me catching him. Seem... So what you do is you just wait until he freezes a little. And yeah, and then you pick him up off the ground. Him. Yeah, bring him inside. I mean, like, I'll check and if, he, if he's out there. Like, Mediterranean geckos are one of those... Um, like wild animals apparently that you just bring them inside and feed them and they're like oh cool I guess I live inside now this is cool <laughs> um, but they're nocturnal so they're not a lot of fun um, very cute though super cute I got them I've got like three or four of them that live in my front porch because they hang out with the the porch light need the bugs hmm. so um, I mean mostly my thought on on the snow is that I moved to Florida so that I don't ever have to experience it again so sorry um, if it makes you feel better though it was humid as humid gets it was 98 percent humidity when i went to disney world last night like the walls were sweating because it was oh. so humid outside so you know there's that but it's not negative 40 degrees although a friend of mine did say like oh yeah negative eight here and i'm like yeah yeah but you can put on layers like i can't legally get more naked um like people will call the police or they'll like bring in those those slings and try and keep me wet um nobody wants that no um, monotone screaming like four weeks ago when I pretended that we were going to do a podcast to ask this question. Um, this was actually in 2023, but he said, what's the, the next long awaited game you're hoping for in 2024? And he threw out Titanfall three, which I don't think is happening, but man, I wish Titanfall three was happening. Um, I thought they did announce that, but man, that would be great. You played Titanfall two's campaign, I right? did not. I need to, I've got oh. it installed. Go play it, man. It is so good. It's super short, too. Like, three hours, maybe? So, absolutely worth it. Um, I don't I don't think... I don't know if there's going to be... I don't really know if there's going to be a, a, a new... They, well, they say it will continue. So, I don't know. That, that would be great. Um, that, that was three years ago. But I would love a Titanfall 3. Um, probably the game I'm most excited to play this year... Um, is actually Diablo 4. Um, and not that I couldn't play it right now, but I can wait and save $70. And that's it's not a, a bad thing for me. So I'm really, really excited for that. Um, and a handful of other games. I'm actually, like, I'm actually, uh, not to be, like, spoilery, but in a couple days, Turnip Boy Robs a Bank comes out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm really excited about that, oddly. Um I saw that on like coming soon on Game Pass. I'm like, oh, oh I turned into the uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio on the couch pointing at the uh, thing. I I have found that Game Pass actually changes the way about games that I think are coming out. Like it used to be when it when it used to be like, you know, I bought a couple of games a year. Yeah, you'd get real excited about the game that was coming out, you know, six months from now. But now I'm more really about um what games are coming out in the next two weeks <laughs> so that I can play for free. So, like, Game Pass really has changed the way I interact with new games. I don't, I rarely think much further than about maybe a month ahead, and usually it's it's more like two or three weeks. So, what about you? Anything big you're excited about this year, Cole? Uh, Star Wars Outlaws. Is that coming out? Does that game still exist? Yep, it's coming out are this you, year. Are you sure? Yeah. All right, I can get behind that too. That game looks real good. Um, my son Carter wants to know uh, what would your favorite game's characters' new res New Year's resolution 
New Year's resolution be? And it can't be screen resolution. So who's what's your what's your do you have a favorite game, Cole? Is it what would yeah, it's, um, it's Red Dead Redemption Two? Yeah, what would what would it's Elden um, Ring now? It's Elden Ring now. What would um, what's his first name? Something Morgan Arthur. Um, what would Arthur Morgan's New Year's resolution be? To be born in the 1940s. <laughs> you think that would be better for him than uh, than <laughs> than when he was born? <laughs> yes. Without spoilers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> to to. Uh, yeah, yeah, no that that is that is very fair, Colby. <laughs> kind of a deep cut too. Like that Ooh. took me a second. Um, that's a uh, that's a very good I, point. I, I don't know to have some more goddamn faith. I yeah, just a little little just a little more faith. Um, I don't, let's see who is my favorite. What is my favorite video game? Um, I like Firewatch a lot. I think I think I don't remember what that character's name is, but I, I would think his New Year's resolution might be to have get his some wife counseling. Not get, get yeah, dementia. like yeah, get a get a get a cure for dementia and to, to get some counseling, hopefully. Um I really liked Oxen Free. I think I think her New Year's resolution would be not to play with weird radios you find, but I've I've seen trailers for Oxen Free 2 and that does not appear to be true. So, you know, whatever. Um Bridges' question, uh, he's got two actually. So what was the game you were stoked to play, played forever, and then one day was like, meh. Do you have a game that you've played for a long time that you just got bored of? I don't know if there's ever been a game that I was like super into and then just kind of like fell off, really. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything. Like, like I, I was... I was really hot into Rocket League for a long time, and then we kind of stopped playing it. But I go back and play it quite often. Yeah, I, I sometimes kind of fall off games, but it's it's mostly just because I've just played them. Yeah, yeah. Very rarely do I like get super into something and play it for a long time and then stop. Um, with, with the exception of like, like WoW, but that was because WoW is like heroin. You you yeah. have to stop, or else you have to like quit your job and dedicate your life to it. Um, but I would say most games that I got seriously into, either I beat them or maybe Destiny. Destiny might fall into that. Like I was really into Destiny for like yeah. a year and a half, but never like the multiplayer stuff, just the story stuff. Um, and I've tried to get back into Destiny and you just can't anymore. Can't. Like it's it's impenetrable. I tried to get dad into it and <laughs> I felt really bad because I just wasted like an hour and a half of his time going like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we go over here. Where did you go? Where are you? Um, it just doesn't, just doesn't like it's. It's so hard to just start that game now. It's really weird. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Riches. So, as a little backstory, my favorite cereal, um, which is Quaker Oats Simply Granola, was recalled because apparently it's just chock full of salmonella these days. Um, along with a number of other Quaker oats, um, that's just a weight loss thing. Yeah, exactly. So if you have a if you have any granola bars in your house, you might want to just make sure that those weren't also recalled. Anything made with oats, apparently, it's a bad time to be made of oats. So that my cereal was recalled, and so he wants to know what's your second favorite cereal. If your first favorite cereal was recalled for either being toxic or really boring, he thinks my cereal is also very boring. <laughs> Um, I think it's delicious, and I can have a bowl of it and not be hungry like an hour later. So, what's what's your favorite cereal? Second favorite cereal, Cole? I guess what's your first favorite cereal too? Well, mine are even more boring. 
Um, I'll I'll be exciting and say like I kind of like uh, Cocoa Pebbles a lot. Really, I, I really oh Cocoa Pebbles. No, they're fine. They're okay. Yeah. Is that um, your first my, favorite cereal? What's what's your no, actual really. first favorite cereal? Um, I really like uh, Frosted Mini Wheats. Um, frosted not, Mini Wheats are delicious. See, and I don't like the actual Frosted Mini Wheats though. I only like the uh, store brand. Yeah, frosted they're also delicious. Yeah. See, but I I don't like the like actual Frosted Mini Wheats at all. The I think store brand the, the ones, store brand ones them. are are more frosted. To be honest, I so. think they're also. I think they taste better. Do you like uh, flavored ones, or do you just like the plain Jane? I get store brand ones, so you can only get plain ones. Ah, interesting. The flavored ones are delightful, too. They make, I think strawberry is pretty good. I think I've had blueberry, too. It's also pretty good. I got some honey so. ones recently that were actually the name brand ones, and they were awful. So. Oh, well, that's a bummer. So that's your that's your favorite cereal. What's your second favorite cereal? Raisin Bran. <laughs> cool. Wow, you really do like boring cereal. Huh. Raisin Bran. Uh, yeah, Brooke really likes Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran Crunch is pretty good. I, think, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I think regular Raisin Bran's a little... Like, you know you know how you know how Raisin Bran's like, two scoops of raisins. I'm like, maybe add two more scoops of raisins, and I'd four be more interested. <laughs> I'd like four scoops of I want it to be mostly raisins with a handful of... Raisins in Frosted Flakes. Okay, so that's Raisin Bran. Mm, that'd be gross. No, I don't think that would be good. <laughs> I don't think um, I'm into that. you think mostly raisins and milk would be good? <laughs> yeah, with some flakes. So and some crunch. Some I actually bought some raisins to put in Raisin Bran, and I can tell you that you Does don't not really want to do that. It It's too much raisins. Hmm. Interesting. Like, yeah. I think Raisin Bran has like a... Again, I buy the store brand because... I don't know. Um, and uh, I think it has the right amount of raisins in it. Interesting. Yeah, it's not, I mean, you're not wrong. I uh, I really like, my, my second favorite brand of cereal is probably um, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup cereal. I don't know what it's called. Reese's, maybe it's just Ooh, called Reese's. The s'more cereal is really good. I don't think I've had s'more cereal. I don't know who makes it, but it's got like the like kind of mini marshmallows, and then it's got golden grams, and then some sort of chocolate things. I remember that being really good. I don't know who makes it. I think it's who who is it that makes uh uh like graham crackers? Um, shoot, yeah, yeah, I I know who you're talking about. Who Mi- makes graham not, crackers? Not Minute Maid. <laughs> um, not Minute Maid. Honey Maid. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, I think matter. that's who makes the the s'more cereal, and it's really good. Huh. I don't really like those little fake marshmallows. I'm not a fan of those. But you know, whatever. I like cereal's good. I, I like Crave a lot too. Have you ever had Crave? Yeah, it's okay. Crave's great. It make it into um, Rice Krispie treats. Also very good. So uh, anyway, like I like other cereal. I yeah, just, honey I made s'more cereal. Mostly, I think my favorite thing about the. Uh, the uh, the granola cereal is that I can buy it at Costco and it's it's pretty cheap. Yeah, it is it is honey made. So it's anyway, it's made by Nabisco because everything's made by Nabisco. All right, let's talk about uh, some cheap free games uh, before we wrap up the podcast. Uh, Epic Games next week is giving out a game called Love. It looked like a two bit like black and green kind of game. So don't know much about that, but 
It's all right. Uh, Xbox Game Pass uh, came out today, I believe. Those who remain, um, which is a first-person uh, story-driven psychological thriller, sounds spooky. Uh, there's been a lot of spooky games on Game Pass lately, which I think is really weird for like January. I think like Resident Evil came out last week. No, and Resident two- Evil Two came out today. Oh, okay, today, and like two other spooky like indie games came out at the first part of January which I think is really weird but whatever um, those who remain might be one of those uh, January 18th uh, Turnip Boy robs a bank if you did not play <laughs> Turnip Boy <laughs> commits tax evasion you are missing out it is wacky and silly and lots of fun so highly highly recommend playing Turnip Boy uh, both of them frankly uh, F-123 comes out January 18th as well. If you like racing things, that is probably for you. That is um, Game Pass Ultimate via EA Play, so you do have to have the fancy one. Uh, Pal World is coming out January 19th. Embark on an open-world adventure through Pal World, where you can discover and capture over 100 pals. I can finally have friends, Colby. Friends. I'm super excited about that. Uh, Go Mecha Ball comes out January 25th. It is a twin-stick shooter with roguelike progression, which could be kind of fun. I do like twin-stick uh, shooters. Brotato is a top-down roguelite arena shooter where you play a potato wielding up to six weapons at a time to fight off hordes of aliens. Brotato was made by someone... I've played another game by the people who made Brotato. And it was... So Brotato, first of all, like you'll you'll like Brotato, Call It's it's um, vampire survivors, but you're like a ah, Rambo potato. Um, but let me figure out who makes this. Oh, so Blobfish makes this game. They also made. Oh, come on. What else did they make? Mm, yeah, they made something it, like something I played recently that I really liked, <laughs> but I don't remember what it was. Hang on. We're going to figure this out. Um, maybe that's just what they made. Brotato. I don't, no, I don't know. They've made something. So I remember there. Recently, right? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. It only, it only links to... It only brings up Brotato, but I've heard really good things about Brotato, too. So give give that a go. Um, let's see. I lost my show notes. Uh, Persona 3 Reloaded comes out February 2nd. That is a... Um, Day one release that for the re kind of reimagining of Persona Three, and then a new chart is out February six. It is a mm, I don't know. I don't know what kind of game it is. Uh, the kingdom of it's a new chart has fallen generations after the collapse. Its surviving descendants have chosen you to become the bell wielder of the magic. Magical Odras Bell. Go forth, battle monsters, solve puzzles, and restore a new charge to its former skyward glory. So, could be all right. Uh, PlayStation Plus games for this month are uh, Plague Tale Requiem, which I did not beat, but I really enjoyed. Um, I think I only stopped playing it because something else came out. Um, a lot of fun. I should go back and finish that. Um, Evil West, which I think you really liked, Cole, right? Evil West? I thought which you played one? Evil West. Um, never mind. There's, there's, that is not a game that you played. There's yeah. There's like a bunch of games that all came out with West in the name. 
Yeah, um, and then Nobody Saves the World, which Colby and I both beat, and it was phenomenal. Um, Nobody Saves the World. Nobody Saves the World is so much fun, so go play that. Um, Handful of Humble Bundles that are out right now. Um, Some of these are actually really good deals, too. So uh, the first one is Awesome Games Done Quick 2024. Um, This one's $10 and gives you Bayonetta, uh, Borderlands 2 Game of the Year Edition, Celeste, Sprawl, Bloodstains, Ritual of the Night, um, Astalon, Tears of the Earth, Sonic Adventures 2, and Sonic Adventures 2 Battle. So um, it's it's worth Celeste alone. Celeste is a great game. Um, and Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night is kind of a fun Castlevania game. Um, Borderlands 2 was, I think, the last good Borderlands game, but I, I find it hard to believe that nobody's played that already. So, um, But good good deal. Eight, Ten games for eight bucks. Um, the Play Pink Bundle gives you uh, 20 bucks for 35 items. It gives you Gloomhaven and the Gloomhaven um, expansion. Enchanted, Terraforming Mars, a bunch of Terraforming Mars uh, things. So Terraforming Mars plus the DLC. Uh, Game of Thrones plus the DLC. Blood Rage. Digital Edition uh, plus the DLC. A lot of DLC. So much DLC. Um, a game called Casa Carcassonne. Plus a bunch of DLC, Cities of Splendor. Just, I mean, it's so many games. I've not heard of tons of these, but I, Lord of the Rings Online, or I'm sorry, the Lord of the Rings Adventure Card Game, which is supposed to be pretty good. Um, Amberlin Dreams, Small World, Splendor, Love Letters. Just, I mean, tons, tons of games. They're all um, board game conversions, so they're they're originally board games. So if you're into any of those or just into board games, that's a pretty good deal. $20, $20 for 35 items you really can't beat. I mean, it makes them like, what? I don't know, 50 cents a piece, 55 cents a piece. Not bad. Um, uh, Heroes of Film and Television uh, is 15 games or $15 for 17 games includes this is a bunch of TV stuff. So you get uh, Justice League game, DreamWorks Dragons game, Star Trek Prodigy game, Ben 10, uh, Ben 10 game, Hotel Transylvania game, the Adams Family games. Um, DC League of Super Pets games, Jumanji the video game, which I've actually heard is actually pretty good. Um, Ice Age games, Last Kid on Earth, Drag- More Dragons, Troll Hunters, Ben 10, Transformers, Adventure Time, Hotel Transylvania 3, and Fast and Furious Spy Racer. So it, they're, most of them are co-op. Uh, so probably great if you have a kid who's into any of those kind of cartoony things and looking for a game to play with them. That's terrific. Um, the other thing I will shout out is a is actually a bundle that I bought. Um, I haven't bought a, a humble bundle in a long time, but um, I've always wanted to read the Discworld series by Terry Pratchett. Um, but they're kind of a I don't say they're a pain to to get, but there's like almost forty of them, and like even paying like five bucks a book, that's a lot of money to put down on books. And they're really hard to get from the library, oddly enough. Um, they're popular enough that like putting it on hold at library still will be a like four to six week wait. So I just never got around to it, but they have a, a bundle that gives you all 39 of the books for $18. So you're paying more like 50 cents a piece, a um, little less actually. And I've read, I bought this bundle I don't know, four days ago, and I've already read three of them. So they're, they're really good and really fun. Um, just kind of light fantasy, but really funny, kind of punny too. Um, really interesting setting, interesting characters. Um, they're interesting in that they are not all about the same person. They're just all set in Discworld. So um, 
you can either read them in order, like the order that they were released, or you can read them um, by character. So like there are there are characters that are featured in, in all of them and it groups into like five or six different kind of sets. And so you can either read them in order or you can just read an entire character's story um, and read them that way. So like I said, it's it's 18 bucks for 39 books, which is a pretty good deal. Um, and, and I've really enjoyed them so far. So if you if you if you can and like to read, check that bundle out. <laughs> if you can and like to read, a um, couple of prime gaming games. Uh, Atari Mania is coming January 18th. Yars Recharged is coming January 25th. I think you've already missed um, the first two because they were January 4th and January 11th. But never never a bad idea to check into Prime Gaming and see if there's some free games for you to download. So. Uh, I think we're done, Cole. Are you Woo. anything you need to like get off your chest? Uh, no. Have you ever killed a man? Once for snoring. Once for snoring. Have you ever found a dead body? Yes. Wow. I'm I'm so intrigued by people that have found a dead body because I I'm a I'm a firm believer that either you found five or you've never found any like the average person has found like two and a half dead bodies um but it's only because um like some people have found numerous dead bodies i know two different people that have found five dead bodies um and i find that fascinating because i've never never found one outside of a you know like a funeral so um <laughs> did you find one outside of a funeral like that's not supposed to be here <laughs> Just on the front steps, and they're kind of awkwardly. Anyway, <laughs> this is Bite Me Podcast. You may remember us from doing podcasts before. It's been a while. Sorry. We'll try and be better about it. We should have just um, started it episode one. <laughs> this is Bite Me Podcast, the reboot. Um, you can find out more about us at BiteMePodcast.com. You can follow us on social media. I mean, in theory, at Bite Me Podcast, or Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We post on it about as much as we podcast. There's no way I'm going to post on Twitter ever again. Like, I'm just yeah. done. Like, places full of Nazis and bots. I'm, I'm done with Twitter. Um, but if you're not, I guess you could pretend and go to their slash Bite Me Podcast. Uh, you can follow us. Uh, you can join our Discord. Go to bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. You can support us on Patreon, although I don't know if I would. Um, at patreon.com slash bitemepodcast. Brooke shaking her head at me like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would, what I would do is keep our Discord in mind and then listen for like four weeks in a row and see if we make podcasts and then base your decision off that. That's what I'm saying. We have a really good history of making new podcasts. It's just been a little shaky for a minute or two. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe it'll get worse. Who knows? Anyway, we are Bite Me Podcast. Colby? Bite me. Oh, I'm, th I'm glad you remembered because I almost forgot. <laughs> it, it took me a second. <laughs> bite me. Bite me.